Judges chapter 7, verse 9 through 11 says, And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Arise, get thee down unto the host, for I have delivered it into thine hand. But if thou fear to go down, go thou with Pharaoh, thy servant, down to the host, and thou shalt hear what they say, and afterward shall thine hands be strengthened to go down unto the host. Then went he down unto, with Pharaoh, his servant, into the outside of the armed men that were in the host. For the next few moments, I would like to preach on, it's time to have a walk. It's time to have a walk, and you may be seated. So at the beginning of this chapter, Gideon just finally accepted that he was going to lead the army of Israel. And as soon as he gets there, he, he, God is already talking to him, saying, Gideon, there's too many men here. We need to weed them out because they're going to, if, when, they, when they get the victory, they're going, to do, they're going to praise themselves. They're going to say it was by their hand that they had the victory. And it's not going to be by me. So we need to get rid of some of these people. So what I want you to do, Gideon, is I want you to go and I want you to ask them, who is fearful? Are you afraid? And those that said that they were afraid, they left. And after that, he had about 10,000 men left, and he already didn't have a whole lot. And there was an army that they were facing that had 100,000 100, at least more men than what they did. So the number was already far greater for the adversary than what Gideon had to start with. But now Gideon was losing so many men, but that wasn't all. But God goes to Gideon again and tells him, hey, Gideon, there's still too many men. I need you to go and weed out more of them. And so what God tells him to do, is take him down to the water yeah. and he, can he tells them those that lappeth like a dog, those that put their face to the water and drink, I want you to set them aside and those that cup the water and bring it to their face to their mouth, that's the ones that I want you to keep so he goes down and he, he looks, he pays attention to who's doing what and then he sets those to the side and there was 300 that God wanted him to accept so now not only was he uh, didn't have 10,000 but now he only had 300. That, that's not a whole lot of men. It may seem if you're against maybe 400 or 500, but he was going up against an army of over 100,000. This is like a fly on the wall. When somebody has a fly swatter, they could just hit that fly and it dies. It, was, it could have been that easy for that army to do that to Gideon and his men. But at that point, like where we read in our opening text, it said, and it came to pass that same night, that, that same day when he lost all of his men, you know he had to have been worrying. You knew that he was like, Lord, I didn't have enough to begin with, but now I really don't have enough. I didn't have enough to begin with, but I don't even know how I'm going to do this now. But it says that it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Arise. He said, go to the enemy's camp, and if you're afraid, then take your servant with you. But there's something there that I want you to hear. There's something there that is going to encourage you, it's going to build you, it's going to motivate you, and it's going to make you want to fight this enemy that is far greater than you. And it goes on to say in Judges 7 and 12, it says, And the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay along in the valley like grasshoppers for the multitude. And their camels were without number as the sand by the seaside for multitude. There was no number that they could come up with. They just saw this great army that they were standing in front of. But it goes on to say, And Gideon was come. Behold, there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow and said, Behold, I dream a dream. 
And lo, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian and came unto a tent and smote it and it, that it fell and overturned it. And the tent lay along. And his fellow answered and said, This is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. For into his hand hath God delivered Midian and all the hosts. And it was so that Gideon heard the telling of the dream and his interpretation thereof, and that he worshipped and returned into the host of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord hath delivered into your hand the host of Midian. Let me tell you that people are not perfect. I know that's a shocker. We are not perfect. But we, we, we try to hide everything behind the lens of a camera, like on social media. Everything around you could be chaos. But you, you make that one small frame, that one small picture look like it's absolutely perfect. Everything in your life is going so well. You could be saying, hey, hashtag breakfast, and you have eggs, bacon, and whatever. And somebody's like, I wish I could have that. Well, then go do it. They, go, they, put, they, they, they show their hobbies, and somebody that is, is not a fisherman, not, not a hunter, or not a sports athlete or whatever, they can go on there and they can, they can make the picture look just right to where they start to influence the people that are around them that want to do the same thing. And these people that are influenced, they actually get paid for this because they're just so good at doing it. But the thing is, is that they are trying so hard to cover up their imperfections as well. And, and in life, as with us, as humans, we don't want people to know that we have imperfections. We don't want people to know that we struggle and we have trials because we don't want people to think that we're insufficient or, or we're not capable of the things that, um, that are around us or the capabilities of the work that we're doing. But... In Psalms 3 and 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. There, there's, I, I was reading this story, and, and it was about a plumber, and, and, I was, and I've been trying to do a little bit of plumbing myself, but I, I, was, I was doing some plumbing at the house, and it went right along with the book, but it was with this hot water um, pipe. And, and there, was a, there was a crack in it, there was a leak, and I, and I tried to patch it. And as soon as I patched it, a couple of days later, I guess from the heat of that water, the, the pipe began to swell, and then there was another crack that happened. And then another crack. And I kept patching until finally I just got fed up with it. And so I went to a brother that we all use, Brother YouTube. Brother YouTube, you, you could go to him and he could teach you how to put an engine back together. Or if you're out in the middle of the woods and you have to do brain surgery, it will show you how to use a stone, a rock, I mean a stick and a string on how to do brain surgery. It'll be something. You can look up anything you want. But, it's be, but they do that because there, there's a person that, there's two types of people on YouTube. There's a person that has went through trial after trial, and he goes on there, and he shows you how to do it after so many trials, so you don't have to have the same trials and errors. And like me with the past jobs, I went through trial and trial and trial again. But there's also the other person that's a professional, the person that's like, it may be a little bit more expensive, and you may have to have somebody come and help you. But the job is actually going to get right or get done right the first time instead of you having to keep going back and doing it again. 
And so what that professional is going to tell you, instead of just keep on patching that pipe like what I did, he's going to say, take out the entire pipe and put in a new pipe. You're going to, you, you, and like with, with Gideon, he was looking at just one problem. He was looking at the statistics. And God was saying, hey, even though I'm taking people away from you, I just want the praise. I just want the glory. You're still going to get the victory. But he wasn't hearing that. He was just seeing the numbers. But God is saying in our lives that I want you to be able to, to, to um, succeed. I want you to be able to do whatever it is you want to do, but I want the glory for it. I want you to know that it was by my hand that you were able to conquer this, that you were able to fulfill this task. And so Gideon, Gideon kept, kept guessing. He kept, he, he, he kept asking God, like, what, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to do this? But we need to know that there, we serve a God who knows all. And in Romans 11 and 33, it says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord? Or who hath been his counselor? Or who hath first given to him and it shall be recompensed unto him again for of him and through him and to him are all the things to whom be the glory forever amen we need to stop putting limitations on God and we need to stop thinking that if he doesn't answer it right when I want him to then I'm just going to take over this situation because every time we do that you can agree and you can and you can attest to this that every time we try to take over we fail Every time, because we're only seeing that one thing. We're not seeing the whole picture. You can, you can do the past job all you want, but sometimes you just got to take out the whole thing and start new. And God's saying that I can do all things. You just have to trust in me. Because with men, it is impossible. With God, all things are possible. You may have had sickness, and you may have had struggles. And like Brother Pat was saying with Sister Martha, and there's others in this church that are here, or even not here tonight that can say that they've had along the same stories that they've went to the doctor at some point and the, the results were not good but when they come to the church and the ministers and the elders lay hands on them and they begin to pray for them it's not the ministers and it's not the elders power that does it but there's a power that flows through the ministry and the elders that when they lay the hands upon them God begins to work and when they go back to that doctor the doctor said I don't know what happened between them then and now but something has changed you used to have cancer you used to have disease but now I can't find anything but I know a God that can do all things nothing is impossible for him but all things are possible we are limited but God has, is unlimited he has unlimited resources he has unlimited power he has unlimited love for you and the enemy wants nothing more for than you to doubt him yeah but when but when you doubt or when you aren't living right, then there is depression that comes in. There is, there is anxiety. There is hate. But when you start to give your life over to God again, then you have the God of peace. You have the God of joy. You have the God of love. And he's going to keep filling your soul. And you know that you have a place that you can call home. Yes. Yes. Amen. 
being with God. Because the enemy wants nothing more than for you to be afraid. The enemy wants nothing more for you to doubt because they are afraid of what you can become. Because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. There's nothing that can stand against us. There's nothing that can stand against us and win because God is in control. He is still God on the throne. He is still in control. And if you call on that name, there's not a situation that can stand. It may not happen exactly when you want it. But the thing is, is when you pray, it may not be when you want it, but he may have answered it right when you prayed it, but he's just saying, just, just follow down the line. Just stay faithful to me. Just keep extending your faith. Just like with Gideon. Gideon was saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. But when he heard the, 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 the two soldiers and what was going to happen. He went back and he was praising. And so he told his men, get into three different groups. Get the, get the vase and put it over top of the torch and get the trumpet. And when I say go, when I command you, you're going to charge the enemy's camp. And when he told them to go and they broke the vases and they had the torches and they were charging the enemy, the enemy got afraid and the enemy got confused and they went the other way. We may not understand at that precise moment why God is doing what he's doing, but he is the great creator. He knows the beginning to the ending. He knows all things, and he's saying, stop questioning me. Stop thinking that I don't know what I'm doing, but just listen to me, and I'll get you through into the end. And you're not going to understand maybe what's going on while it's happening, but you're going to understand why I did it at the end result. And every time, his end result is always perfect. Psalms 46 and 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. You don't have to wait for a Sunday or a Wednesday to come pray. You don't have to wait till pastor is done talking to somebody and go talk to him about that situation all the time. But sometimes all you have to do is just look up. Sometimes all you have to do is just say, God, I'm not in control. I have flaws, but I know that you are perfect, and I know that you love me. So, Lord, I give my, my situation to you. But sometimes even when we come to church, we come to the altar and we, we bow down and we begin to pray and we begin to ask God for help and we, lay our, we, we feel like we lay our situations down on the altar. But before we get back up, we pick up those situations with us. God keeps telling you or keeps uh, giving you confirmation that I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to take care of it. But as the human weakness, we always want to be in control. We always want to just, uh, if, I, if, if God doesn't answer it just when I want, I'll just take it back and then I'll, I'll try to do it myself. But God is that present help. God is saying, just trust in me. When have I ever forsaken you? He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And he's saying, if you just stick with me now, I'm going to get you through into the end. Psalms 121, 1 through 2 says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Again, I say he made heaven and earth, and he, and he is the great creator. He did all things. So if he created all things, then he has the answer for all things as well. And so I, I'm ending. The music can come. 
But what I am saying is tonight, it's time that we, we, we make the decision. Are we going to have a walk with God? Because if you have a walk with God, there's going to be situations that come. But you're going to be strong in your faith that when those situations come, you're just going to have to say, Lord, I know that only you can take care of this situation. Lord, I put my trust in you. And then you leave it where it's at because you, you need to know that God is already taking care of it because God loves you. God wants you to succeed. He didn't want you to live in defeat. He doesn't want you to live in self-doubt. He doesn't want you to live with anxiety and depression. But he wants you to live with joy and peace of mind because you are a child of God. You are a child of the one true king. And he wants nothing more than for you to live and be victorious in the walk with God. But if we can stand at this time, If we can raise our hands here just for a few minutes and let's just stretch our hands and begin to reach for God here and say, Lord, I want more faith. Lord, I want to have a true walk with you. Lord, I want to I want to have a relationship that's unshakable, that's unbreakable, that no matter the storm that comes, Lord, I know that you're going to be there. Lord, I give you praise and I give you glory, God, for what you're going to do. Lord, I thank you for what you've done, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. And amen.